Jerry Moore speaking. Hello, Junior. This is Jimmy. Jimmy Durante, where are you? I was coming down on the bus with my girl when a big Marine sat down between us. Believe me, I told him where to get off. That's good. No, that's bad. My girl got off with him. Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore. Yes, Jimmy Durante, Gary Moore, Jerry Sullivan, Roy Barkey and his orchestra, and yours truly, Howard Peter. And we bring you now the only man who Joe Lewis was ever afraid to face. And with his face, it's no wonder. And here he is, Gary Moore. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, my friends, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Say, say, Howard. Yes, old man? I may appear to be weak and puny, but I'm actually quite a rugged character, you know. Now, here, watch. I'll lean right down here, and I'll tear this carpet right in half. Okay, let me see you. Well, now for the carpet. Laugh sooner, will you? You scare me to death. <laughs> a big, strong fella, huh? All right, then, Howard, forget the carpet. You, you, you see this iron bar? Yeah. I'll take this iron bar and I'll bend it with my bare hands. Here it goes now. <laughs> that does Well, now, look what you've done. What? You've ruined a perfectly good bobby pin. <laughs> oh, well, who cares? With my hair, I can afford it. But you know, Howard, I didn't, uh, I didn't take boxing lessons for nothing. For years, I took boxing lessons. From Arthur Murray. Well, Arthur Murray, but he's a dancing teacher. He <laughs> No wonder all my opponents were girls. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. I'll never forget the time when I was going... Oh, there you are, Mr. Moore, you roguish little rascal. <laughs> oh, dear. My dear little chicken, and I use the word chicken in reference to your beak, I'm... <laughs> I am truly delighted to see you tonight. What's, what's on your mind, hmm? Oh, I'm terribly worried, Mr. Moore, about my health. I'm so tired all the time. You are? Yes. I come home at night limber than a sock full of warm jello. You do. Do you think you could help me? Can't why, bless your little hockey puck. You know, I had, I had precisely the same trouble, but then my doctor told me to get myself a medicine ball. Well, did the medicine ball do you any good? Well, yes, except I had to drink so much water to swallow it. <laughs> thing there, but have, have you tried going in for athletics, Mrs. Wordleburton? Oh, yes. At college, I used to always enter the potato race, but it didn't seem to help. Why not? I don't know. I could never beat the potato. <laughs> you see, the trouble is mostly with my legs, Mr. Moore. My, my feet keep falling asleep. Oh, they do. Well, now, let me see. Suppose I examine your legs for the proper reflex. Here, now, uh, stick your knee up in the air for a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the last time I saw a leg like this, it had a message tied to it. <laughs> but here now, Mrs. Mrs. W.B., you, you bend your knee and I'll tap it for reflex. Well, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, no wonder your foot keeps falling asleep. Oh, you mean I've got water on the knees? Water? Nothing. You've got oval teeth. <laughs> and with Mrs. Wordlebertle taken care of, let's call on yet another intellectual giant, the one and only Jimmy Durante in person. You've got to start off each day with a song. Now, even when things go wrong, why you feel 
better, you even look better. Listen to the mockingbird. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not a mockingbird. Listen to the mockingbird. That's not a mockingbird. I'll try once more. Listen to the mockingbird. That's a mockingbird. Nobody fools the Ranny on music. <laughs> After all, I was the leading tenor in that famous opera, Naughty Marietta. After, and, but after spending six months with the show, they threw me out. Why? I was naughtier than Marietta. <laughs> I love that kind of carries on. <laughs> but Garrison, if my voice isn't up to its usual part tonight, it's because I forgot to take my nose drops. Uh, your nose one? My nose drops. Now there is the understatement of the week. <laughs> Mr. Moore, how would you like to go back to announcing records on the make-believe ballroom? <laughs> I was at home the other night eating some electric bulbs. You see, I'm on a light diet. <laughs> and who do you think came walking in? My carrier pigeon Herman. Walking? Well, Jimmy, why wasn't he flying? He was grounded for stunting over a crowded stadium. <laughs> Anyway, he had a message from the... <laughs> anyway, he had a message from the dean of my old alumnus, Cookamonga College. Now, wait a minute, Jimmy. I thought you told me you went to Yale. I did, but I had to leave on account of girl trouble. But there are no girls in that, Yale. That was the trouble. <laughs> However, the dean wanted me to come back to college and give a scientific lecture on science. So, Randy, giving a science lecture, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Come to think of it, there is a family resemblance. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Gary. <laughs> but Gary, yeah. I'll never forget my first day back on the campus. What nostalgia. Strolling down Flirtation Walk, I met my old flame, the college widow. And what happened? I lifts my hat, she drops her eyes, and we hits the bench together. <laughs> <laughs> what stupid musician. <laughs> I'm just about to hold a hand when who should sit on the bench between us? A little squirrel. Yeah? I gives him a peanut and shoes him away. Now I'm just about to put my arm around her when the little squirrel jumps up between us again. So I gives him another peanut and shoes him away. I'm just about to kiss her when tragedy strikes. The squirrel is back again. Well, what did you do? I gave him a quarter and told him to buy his own peanuts. <laughs> he was last seen heading towards the farmer's market. <laughs> But that's all water under the knee. To get some data for my science lecture, yeah. I went over to the college library to borrow some books. I hadn't been there in years. And Junior, I made a wrong move when I set foot in that library. You did? Why? I was $832 overdue on Forever Amber. <laughs> it took me 11 months just to read between the lines. <laughs> Hello, Umbriago? What's that? You are? Well, remember one thing. Keep your trap shut. No matter what happens, keep your trap shut. Goodbye. Jimmy, what's happening to Umbriago? He's hanging up his long underwear. <laughs> now, getting back to the continuity, where was I, Junior? Uh, you were in the library looking up facts for your science lecture. What a memory this guy's got. Thank you. Well, right away, I went to the anatomy section and picked out every book I could find on the subject. Mm -hmm. For three days, I read nothing but anatomy. 
Gray's Anatomy, Richard's Anatomy, and Brookfield's Anatomy. And Junior? <laughs> did I see plenty in those anatomy books? <laughs> you did? Yeah. Boy, what a built on them caterpillars. <laughs> Jimmy, there's one thing I'll never understand. How, how come they selected you to deliver a lecture on science? That's a simple question, and I'm simple enough to answer it. <laughs> Perhaps you hadn't heard of the Great Durani Experiment. Last summer, I locked myself in my laboratory and worked on H2SO4. For weeks and weeks, I worked on H2SO4, but I couldn't get anywhere with it. Why not? Every time I dialed a number, I got a busy signal. <laughs> you guys didn't think I could pronounce laboratory. <laughs> but anyway, I finally delivered my science lecture, and it was such a success, the dean asked me to come back next fall and give a talk on molecules. And Junior, I'd do it except for one thing. What's a molecule? And why should I talk about them? Well, that's very simple, Jimmy. Listen, and I'll explain it to you. You see, a molecule is an ion. And what have you got your eye on? Well, anything in a sweater. And what's a sweater? Ribs. And who had the most famous rib? Adam. And what is Adam? Adam is a hat, and you're always talking through your hat, and that's why the dean asked you to come back and lecture on molecules. <laughs> he asked a civil question, and he starts a civil war. <laughs> Jimmy, I, I didn't mean to be insulting, but after all, I can't take you and Cucamonga College very seriously. What kind of a college is it? Furthermore, where is Cucamonga? Where is Cucamonga? I'll answer this guy in his own vernacular. First of all, what is Cucamonga? Cucamonga is a town. And what do they grow in Cucamonga? They grow grapes. And what do we get from grapes? Champagne. And what's in champagne? Bubbles. And who uses bubbles? Dancers. And where did the first dancers come from? Greece. And where... And, and Greece is a country near Turkey. And where's Turkey? Turkey is near Mesopotamia. And where's Mesopotamia? Mesopotamia is near, uh, near... Mesopotamia is near, uh, near... Yeah? I give up. How do I get back to Cucamonga? <laughs> now you know that you can't go wrong. Why, it is not only day for a song. in the orchestra now in a Roy Bargy arrangement of In Acapulco.
was Roy Boggy and his orchestra playing in Acapulco. To gather atmosphere for this number, Mr. Boggy spent four years on a desert island living with nothing but monkeys. Nothing but monkeys? Well, didn't it affect him? On the contrary, Junior, he's very happy. Every night he hangs from the chandelier and peels bananas with his toes. <laughs> Jimmy, I, I hope the islands don't affect me that way. You know, I'm leaving here in four weeks. No kidding. Have you got your shots yet? Have I got... Oh, brother. Yesterday I had two tetanus injections, one smallpox injection, three yellow fever injections, two typhoid injections, and one injection of cement. Cement? What's that for? That's to fill up the holes made by the other injections. <laughs> and that, that's only half of it, Jimmy. Let me show you what I had to go through down at the USO headquarters. Very well, Junior. I shall retire to the cornfield to make sure I'm all ears. <laughs> well, I, I guess this is it, all right. It says USO on the door. Halt! Who goes there? Oh, now, don't get excited. It's just me, Gary Moore. Mr. Moore? Oh, isn't this thrilling? Mr. Moore, you must introduce me to your daughter, Dorothy La. <laughs> Dorothy La? Well, that, that's the right idea, but it's the wrong girl. <laughs> oh, Mother, call the cows in. I'm pulling them tonight. <laughs> you listen here, you. This place is full of maps and government secrets. If I let you come in, are you sure you can be trusted? Can I be trusted? Why, for years, I was one of the few men to know the secret ingredients of our most powerful military formula. Why, without this secret formula, one out of every two men in our frontline forces would be helpless. What is the name of this all-powerful formula? Shh. Spam. <laughs> in that case, you take a seat with those other gentlemen. Your name will be called in a minute. Thank you very much. <clears throat> oh, uh, can, can I sit next to you, mister? <laughs> Sure. Well, well, who are you, one of the actors? Who, me? I'm Jojo, the North Face boy. And boy, have I got a... An act. Boy, it kills them. Every time. What an act. Well, what do you do? I'm a cop dancer. Uh, isn't that great? Is can... uh, Gary Moore here, please? Oh, yes, 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 I'm Gary Moore. I have to have your measurements for your overseas uniform. Give me the figures as I call them out. Uh, all right. Uh, shoulders? 32. Sleeve length? 32. Chest? 32. Waist? 32. Hip? No fair. Now you're trying for 64. <laughs> Say, say, listen, if I'm accepted, accepted for overseas duty, who else is going to be in my troop? Well, I see from your application that you've requested Lana Turner, Betty Grable, Hedy Lamar, and Lauren Bacall. Hmm? What's the idea of asking for all those beautiful women? Well, I'm only human, you know. I've got to have someone who can cook. <laughs> what a foolish question. Mr. Moore, what kind of act are you going to do overseas? Well, you know me, lady. I'm, I'm going to go around telling a lot of funny jokes. I mean, what are you going to do for our side? <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, I, I, I've got a finale that'll absolutely kill you. A juggling act in which I juggle three rabbits, a baboon, two gophers, four woodchucks, and three chickens. Why, that's magnificent, Mr. Moore. Give me a demonstration. If you can really do it, you're all set. Why, all right, there's nothing to it. Stand back. Here goes. <clears throat> hop, up, rabbits. Hop, up, baboon. Hop, up, gophers. Hop, up, woodchucks. Hop, up. How do you like that? Somebody slipped in an eel.
you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And now, may we refer you to Miss Jerry Sullivan, the queen of our charm department, who sings for her selection tonight, Dream. Roy? Dream when you're feeling blue. Dream that the thing to do just watch the smoke rings rise in the air. You'll find of memories there So dream When the day is through Dream and they might come through Things never are as bad as they feel so dream dream of life on a Mississippi steamboat. End title. The captain's daughter wanted to get into the waves, so he pushed her overboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, Jimmy, we're, we're captains of a steamboat on the Mississippi. We're off to the boat. Lickety split. Okay, you lickety with me and I'll split with you. Well, here we are, partner, steaming down the river. What's our exact location? Don't worry, mate. Everything is ship-shaped. Latitude 43, longitude 12, shortitude 13, altitude normal, ceiling zero, compass west by northeast, and no variation in the wind. Well, where are we? According to my calculations, yeah? we're on the roof garden of the Cucamonga YWCA. <laughs> Me, who can't even play handball. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Jimmy. Oh, look. Look, there's a lady passenger over there who wants us to pick her up. Pull into the dock, quick. Okay. How do you like that? Hard water. 
Well, look, Jimmy. Look, there's there's our lady passenger. Boy, is she fat. I'll say. I hope she doesn't have any trouble coming up the gangplank. What happened, Junior? Too much gang, not enough plank. <laughs> Just our luck. Our only passenger, and we had to go and lose her. Yeah, partner, our competition, Tugboat Annie, is going to drive us out of business. I'll say last Sunday she had over 5,000 passengers. And she got them by promising every one of them free drinks. But her boat can only hold 2,000. The other 3,000 would be in the river. That's where they did their drinking. <laughs> I see. Well, Jimmy, I'm... I'm tired of smoking, I tell you. I'm tired of smoking, you hear me? I hope I never smoke again! Who are you? Oh, just a big fat funnel. <laughs> I'd like to slug that guy in the pop deck with a poop bottle. <laughs> Look, Jimmy, there... Look, Jimmy, there's Tugboat Annie's boat coming around the bend, and she looks like she's loaded with passengers. <laughs> yep, she's loaded, all right. <laughs> gee, gee whiz, Jimmy, all we've done since we owned this boat is worry about it making money. I wish I had a million dollars, then I could be satisfied. Not me. I could be satisfied if I had a wife and ten kids. You, you'd rather have children than money? Indubitably. When you got a million dollars, you want two million, three million, five million. But when you've got ten kids... <laughs> brother, you're satisfied. <laughs> listen, listen, I got an idea, Jimmy. Why, why don't we see if we can become partners with Tugboat Ant? You know, she might go for the idea if one of us made love to her. A beautiful thought in a horrible sort of way. Well, is there is enough water for us to pull up beside her boat? I don't know. If I wasn't so lazy, I'd take a sounding with the lead. Well, there's no time to be lazy. Get the lead out and take a sounding. <laughs> Very true, we're off the tugboat ends. Gee, this is a nice boat the gal's got here. Oh, look, Jimmy, I think this is Tugboat Annie coming toward us now. Out of my way, landlubbers, I'm a-coming through. Batten down the hatches, men, the livestock is on the loose. <laughs> Pardon me, miss, are you Tugboat Annie? I ain't Wallace Berry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that last bulletin is entirely unconfirmed. <laughs> what are you two old sea dogs doing on my boat anyway? Oh, Annie, my sweet, this hard seafaring life is not meant for a dangerous woman like you. I'd like to take you away from all this and put you in feminine surroundings doing delicate things. <laughs> delicate things? Yeah. How would you like to cut live bait at Pismo Beach? <laughs> Careful, Junior. Remember, a slip of the lip may lead to a wet chin. <laughs> no, no, Annie. Annie, my sweet, what I meant to say was, why don't you and I become partners? Oh, I'd be your slave. I would shower you with kisses. You're so lovely with your golden hair. Why, your eyes are like two sapphires set glistening in the sun. Jimmy, what are you doing in my arms? I can't help it, Junior. Your words overpowered me. <laughs> oh, you can't win me with pretty words. Lots of men have fought for my hand. I bet they stopped when they saw the rest of you. <laughs> I'm on to you two broken down skippers. And this river ain't big enough for both of us. So I challenge you to a race. The loser leaves the Mississippi. You mean? Yes, we'll race from Natchez into Mobile.
Junior, we gotta win this race. Our only chance is to get up more steam. Throw some more coal in the fire. But we've been out of coal for hours. I've already thrown in the furniture, the lifeboats, and the poop deck. And throwing Jacob's ladder. All right. Here goes. <laughs> Too bad. So long, Jake. Junior, tugboat Annie is catching up to us. One more burst of steam and we'll win this race. But, Jimmy, if the steam gauge goes up any higher, the ship will explode. we got to take the chance. If we win this race, we're on top for good. Here goes. Jimmy, we won. At last, we're on top. Yeah, but you know something, Junior? What's that? We're on top and the boat's on the bottom. At this happy juncture, my friends, we post ushers in the aisles to restrain the young men as we bring in the queen of our charm department, Jerry Sullivan. What's the good word, Jerry? Well, the good word, Jerry, is just that. Good. In fact, the songwriter liked it so much, he used it three times in the title. So back up while Roy and I go on to work on a fancy version of Good, Good, Good. Jerry Sullivan. Good, good, good. That's you, that's you. Nice, nice, nice. That's you, that's you. Fine, fine, fine. That's you, that's you. Good, good, good. That's you, that's you. Your tasty lips are sweeter than a lollipop. And every time I kiss you, ooh, how I hate you, stop. I rack my brain to find a proper adjective, a sentimental compliment to give you. That's you, that's you. Sweet, sweet, sweet. That's you, that's you. Yum, yum, yum. That's you, that's you. Good, good, good. That's you, that's you. I never went to Sather University. Therefore, I have a limited vocabulary. And so I use the language that I have on hand while making love to you on your veranda. That's you, that's you.
This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.